0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're gonna bring light into that darkness. We're gonna remember the joy of living, but most of all, we're gonna turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast, everyone. I hope you're having a great time. And of course, you know, you're here for the lowdown, the good deets from our favorite astrologer, Mary Ducina, on the upcoming full moon in Virgo happening on March the 7th. Uh, and Mary is here, of course. We love you so much, Mary. How are you doing today?
1: Yep, what a nice, what a nice sentiment. Thank you so much. And on a Virgo moon, Nicole, as you know, already, hello, beautiful audience. Virgo is about getting the negativity and the criticism out of the way and just just falling into the fingers running through our souls for gratitude, for gratitude, because that builds our ability to have fortitude spiritually in our soul, because when the full moon's in Virgo, which is Earth, then the sun is still in Pisces, which is the spiritual waters, the, the effluvia, the flow of the heavens, waking up our soul, the most powerful solar cycle for healing in any capacity and manifesting as an alchemist is when we're in Pisces. Why? It's the last sign, uh, season of the 12 signs of the Western Zodiac. And we're about to come up on vernal equinox, the whole wheel, the great turning of the wheel happens when we get to March 21st. So Aries is going to, the true new year to the mystic for me, Mm -hmm. is when we get to the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. Because when Aries begins, my year has completed so this is very reflective it's very reflective as we're beginning to watch some of the winter time here in the northern hemisphere to kind of do its last blast or back up a little bit and even though we may get some more ice or snow depending on your region then we also start to see springs happening anyway you know it's right before our logical our eyes that need proof here comes a little crocus here comes a daffodil here comes the birds you know, uh, coupling and and finding their way and making a nest. You see the sticks fly through the air. I saw my first bumblebee and carpenter bee. And people are like I hate carpenter bees. They bore through the wood. I'm like, I'm happy to see it.
0: I know. You know I was I'm, out. I was out visiting my brother in Maryland last weekend and um, I saw daffodils uh, starting to pop up everywhere. They're so here that too. Was, they're here yeah. too in the
1: Smoky Mountains. I'm so. I go out and I go, hello, welcome to spring. I'm so grateful. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like you can tell the birds are singing everywhere, even if we've had some 30 degrees at night or whatever the bird I mean, yesterday was so glorious. I was so grateful for the sun because I know a lot of people are having these intense snowstorms. And, you know, when you're mystics, when you're when you're energy workers like Nicole and myself and a lot of you out there, you know, when I lived in Florida, when people would laugh that people in Canada or they would go, oh, we live in Florida. They're getting all those snowstorms. I said, don't do that. <laughs> Just because we're here, we. What about let's take a minute and bless our Canadian neighbors, and let's bless people out in, in uh, uh, Flagstaff, you know, uh, Arizona and and Montana and these. I mean, they're, yeah, okay, so maybe they're used to hard winters, but you know, let's bless them while we're sitting out here in the sun. Are you kidding me? Why would you laugh at that? I said, I hope they laugh at you and return the favor when it's August. And you well, listen, when, you when hurricane season is upon Florida. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I said, you know, we have to, you know, my biological mother, speaking of the Virgo full moon here, my biological mother is nature, is my mother earth, because even though a woman human creature may have bore me and a masculine human creature may have planted the seed in her body temple to bear me. My father and my mother could not have even lived enough to to bring forth new life if they weren't supplanted and supplied by my mother, my mother earth. So my biological mother always is mother earth as long as I I walk this planet. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm an earth citizen just like the animals. So a great way to to manifest prosperity because Virgo and Taurus and Capricorn, the earth signs are all about how's my business world? How's my work life? How can I... You know, no matter what the travails of the mainstream news or what's going on with the fear porn, how can I work to be more optimistic and yet logical? Virgo wants the logic. What can I do to actually bring 3D and the upper dimensions into synchronicity here? Well, with the earth signs, it's about starting with gratitude. And instead of doing worry, it's more about what encouraging word, what upliftment, what tangible deed could I do in my community in my world, if you don't have a lot of money, what little volunteer thing could I do? Where could I go help? Is it an animal shelter? Could I take some of my clothes to a thrift store? You know, what could I do to supplant the horn of plenty, the cornucopia, not needing to know where it's going, but if I take, well, I do it all the time. If I take a big bag of nice clothes over to a thrift store and say, no, I don't need a tax. I don't want any of that. I just want to give it to you. And I give it away. Have I not only prospered the little store that's going to reduce it greatly, and yet people can come in without shame or, or their head down and come in. And, oh my god, that's a blah 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 shirt, blouse, jacket, and I'm going to get that for five dollars. Yay! You know, I'm glad. You know, it's a gratitude sandwich, and you walk away with an energy dessert. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, it's actually when people try to say, you know, we've got those people out there that want to, that, that every sign has pluses and minuses. I was saying that with, um, on Lighting the Void at the Pisces New Moon on February 20th with Joe, and I said, every sign, wherever it is in your, in your 12 zones, your 12 houses in your, in your star map, but every sign, whether it's your moon or your sun and your rising sign or your Mars, don't start making a frown when, when Mars might be in Libra instead of its strong point in Aries. Don't, don't frown about that. Instead, just say every planet and its distinctions and its soul lessons and every sign, has pluses and minuses so instead of saying good and bad i'm just doing energetic math so it has pluses and minuses so if a minus of pisces which is where the sun is every time we have a moon in virgo full moon in virgo if it, one of the minuses of pisces is it tends to kind of collapse them to be very con, you know to go into confrontation it's not easy for them to directly go to confrontation leave that to a Sagittarius, or aries so pisces tends to get into escapism why because for a Pisces. One of the minus points for them to have, which isn't bad, one of the minus points is they need to overcome their fear of rejection. And the reason they, they have a hard time, really hard time, a true Pisces, not with the big mixtures of fire and their charter, but a true Pisces that's strong in Pisces and wherever you and I have Pisces in our natal chart, wherever the house, the zone of Pisces is, just the house, forget about the signs right now, just the house of Pisces we have pluses and minuses it's where we're going to go into avoidance or escapism or fantasy and so when you when we're going through these different signs and we're looking at the polarity pisces balance sign is virgo virgo's opposition and balance sign is pisces virgo needs lists it looks at clocks and to do things so the virgo part of our chart's going to get it done i mean we're going to get a little ocd about getting it done and we might be critical of ourselves or other people like get out of my way you're taking too long i'll do it myself you know, I've, I've got to get it done right. I'll just do it myself. Cause there could be that minus kind of snappy, critical, verbally harsh side of Virgo. So Pisces is like, and, and the, the, one of the minus sides of Pisces is I'll just keep procrastinating and putting it off. And then somebody else will come along and do it for me. Then Pisces gets rejected because the other people get surly and frustrated of like, why are you not doing your part of the work that needs to be done here? Mm. So every sign has pluses and minuses. And this is this March 6th, 7th full moon, incorporating your time zones, is the sixth consecutive full moon at 16 degrees. And what I find, and it's a super moon. It's called by the Native Americans the Worm Moon mm-hmm. because in the in the four seasons of our Mother Nature, spring is emerging. So here comes the worms for the birds and to kind of aerate the soil in, in areas that are mainly four seasons. It's not like 11 seasons of humid, humidity and hot weather in Florida. Or, you know, or all kinds of winter up north. So, the, this is called the worm moon because the, the indigenous people, the First Nations people, always watch nature. So do I. And I did see some worms coming up there. I'm like, oh, hello, hello. So, the, the energy of the Virgo is about, let's, and the seven, because 16 degrees adds to seven in numerology. This year, 2023 adds to a seven. And this is the 6th, and April will be the 7th the full moon that occurs at 16 degrees. So the signs are changing, yep. but the degree is the same. And 7 is about the 7th chakra, the violet flame. Um, Pluto's getting ready to shift into Aquarius for a little bit this year. Saturn at this full moon is sliding into Pisces. This full moon in Virgo is dancing with the Earth sign of Uranus and Taurus. So, and there's no planets retrograde right now. No, so we really can put uh, very progressive uh, motions into place with the, our choice of words, our choice of reactions, our ability to, with Mars and Gemini, slow down our need to, to overtalk someone or to be too quick with our response, and we blend that with the Pisces. Instead of looking at these signs clashing with each other at a 90-degree angle of the Gemini clashing with the Pisces signs and the Virgo stuff. Let's look at hmm, Gemini words, thoughts, Pisces, beliefs, faith, how we alchemize, how we transform, how we how we pursue the dream and allow our passions to come forth. And Virgo to simply say, you know what, what do I need to do to help me be dedicated every day? Like I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat better. These are all Virgo things. These are all Virgo things.
0: I've got to pause you there, Mary, because... (laughs) you can't see me smiling but the audience can see me smiling Um, this is a good time for me to share the card that I pulled for this particular full moon since you've just mentioned that it is a warm moon and you did mention the word faith in your description just now so the card that I pulled for this particular full moon for everyone is the faith card, the worm moon literally is what it says on it.
1: I so something.
0: I use my queen of the moon oracle um, cards because those are very apropos for a moon pulling. Mm-hmm. And um, let me just read the description here for it because Please. I know it applies to me. Um, and I, from what I've heard from my audience, I'm sure that there are many are going to resonate with this. So as faith, fertility and abundance now return, things will get better, growth has started, hold on to your dreams in adversity. And the affirmation here is, I know all will be well. It is in the darkest times that we find it hard to see the light. It is hard to see when things seem hopeless, how we can ever feel hope again. When things seem to fail, it is really difficult to draw upon our resilience and stand up again. We learn by observing the seasons that the light does return. The barrenness of winter turns infinitely and surely into spring. The ice melts, the days grow longer, and the nights grow shorter. Warmth and fertility slowly return to the land. It is hard to have faith in ourselves and the universe. I actually think faith is the real F word. Faith requires us to let go of our anxieties and have trust, perhaps in something we can't actually see yet. Having a more complete faith in yourself and a higher power to lead you to your greatest good is a solid intention. While having a rigid, blind faith does not serve us, it is important to hold on to our dreams and intentions and to focus on the outcome. To do this without taking note of what is happening around us can be folly. Our ancestors would observe nature carefully, looking for the signs of new life and fertility, altering their hunting or planting to best take advantage. Yet they knew that the ice would melt and the soil, damp and ready, teeming with worms, would receive their seeds. Fabulous. yeah. I think it's, it's very apropos considering what, you know, you and I talked on um, before we came on the air together. And I know that a lot of people from what I've heard in just the live chat in the comment section that, you know, people are going through it. Um, this has been a hard winter for a lot of people, but like you said, this is the final full moon before we head into the
1: spring equinox. So when, so when, well, and it's interesting back to the tarot cards, Pisces, is the third when we're going through the astrological year. So the first water sign, since we're dealing with, with where we're at right now in the solar sense, Pisces, our final you know, sign of winter. Cancer at summer solstice starts to blend. With, starting with the zodiac with Aries. Cancer is the first water sign. We get that at, at summer solstice. Okay, and then we go to Scorpio, our autumnal water sign, and then Pisces comes forth part of it you know it's like the final sign of spring if you will but the suit of cups aka hearts in a standard tarot deck the sign that the card that i attribute to pisces in the minor trumps the minor triumphs is is the ace of cups because it's about communion it's about we're getting ready to come in like the warm moon we're coming into in the northern hemisphere the signs of spring regionally and where I live in the Smoky Mountains literally has all four seasons, which I like. I like a four-season vortex myself. Some people mm-hmm. love summer. Some people love winter. I love four seasons. Me too. So here we have the dove of faith and peace diving with the communion wafer into the golden chalice. And what looks like waterfall streams, you know, these waterfall streams, these five waterfall streams, if you're looking at a rider weight deck, tarot deck, not Oracle, tarot deck, then there's a hand that's issued forth from a from the cloud. So it's very provocative mystically. So there's this spiritual hand. You know, he's got the whole world in his hand. So here comes this spiritual hand out of a cloud in the in the traditional tarot deck, and it's holding the communion cup, take and drink in remembrance of me. So when like I love, love, love the the Scorpio moon each year, the Wiesak, the Buddha moon on the Virgo moon. I know it's it's a working moon. So I literally will get wine and my favorite goblet or my favorite liqueur is black raspberry chambord, you know, from the, the drink of royals back in France in the medieval and the Renaissance time. And I pour a little bit of that and a very ornate artistic goblet that I just use for communion. I go out under the stars, unless it's just blinding, pouring rain. If it's cold, I'm still going, you know, but I go out into the stars and I give thanks for my life and I give thanks for all the prosperity of my life, subconsciously, consciously. And I call for the communion of in heaven on earth as it is above. So here it be below, but I surrender and I acquiesce my ego and my doubts and my minds. And I ask to receive that my belief systems, not just the ones we get from our parents or the ones that we come in influenced by our societal generation, but I ask that my current held beliefs, be supercharged in a transmutational, transformational way that I'm a better earth citizen and that my presence here not only matters, but that I'm allowed to flow that and it matters for anyone and anything that I should come across or connect with. And then in my communion, before I drink my my the liquid of my communion, which is being charged up now, just like people charge up water with Dr. Emoto's teachings, then I also call for the divinity of love's light to come into me and prosper me in all accounts and that I'm able to receive that. And so then I I let that blessing way come into me and that my beliefs are transformed so that I'm divorcing old versions of myself that needed to be activated at that age, at that time when I was going through that uh, grammar school trauma or I was going through a relative I didn't get along with, or a move I didn't want to do. And we go through all these emotions. But when you look back, when you pass, you know, 30, 35, your first, you know, your first Saturn return, and before you get to the next one, you certainly see that the next one between 58 years old and 60, you look back and you start to realize that even though it was a mountain to to climb at that time, all of those things that have happened to us, all of it, which makes the higher octave of Pisces work, forgiveness, by forgiving myself as well as other actors and characters in my past has nothing to do with them. It's got everything to do with me allowing the transfer. I don't care if I ever talk to them again, if they hurt me, but I'm getting it out of me. So the energy ghost and the taunts and the haunts of the subconscious no longer have life or residence with any aspect of me. Pisces is about the violet flame and it's about, Releasing and in surrendering. So when we surrender and get ourselves out of our own way, then that faith and the and the provocative passion for Almighty I am in spirit to come in and literally, as it says biblically, even and in a twinkling of an eye, it was changed. Now Art Bell did a book called The Quickening. Stuart Wilde did a book called The Quickening. So we quicken our energy when we get our formerly staunch held beliefs out of the way if they're no longer serving our higher good. So we have to level up and we have to allow that transformation to take place. So I often imagine before I drink that or that wine or that champagne in my, in my goblet, my meditation goblet, I often imagine that I'm in a cylinder and the violet flame is coming through. I'm shielded, I'm protected. So I can sustain these higher alchemical fires coming into me to purge and cleanse. So it's gotta be the fire that doesn't burn. And so I, Don't have to analyze it all. I don't have to know which angel or which guide or which number or which zodiac signs doing it. I'm going out and I'm surrendering to that, which breathes life into me, Mm -hmm. whoever wants to debate it, whoever needs to define it. I don't need to anymore. Mm -hmm. I just go out and say, beloved. I am that whatever that, which breathes life into this earth temple. I bow to you. I acquiesce in faith, fuel me, fill me up with everything That has to do with my greater, higher good. And I promise that as you bless my doors of entrance or exit, as doors close, I will no longer be in pain about that. As doors close, if I give you the captainship of my soul and you're navigating me in this earth walk, then I know if a door closes, it's for my higher good. So I ask for blessings on all doors that need to close, all scenarios that need to finish off. Maybe I'm done with that lesson. Maybe I don't need to carry that forward. And I also know whenever doors close, it's like emptying out your phone of its pictures or or getting ready of rid of malware or emptying the recycle bin. It's opening up space and memory. You're clearing out old stuff so you can come in and the doors can open and what? Embrace you energetically. And that's the higher octave of Pisces. So as we're looking at the Pisces season up until you know the the third week of March, which also encompasses St Patrick's Day, the Ides of March, that the Romans beware the Ides of March, and it's a very intense time back in history for the Romans. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the driving out of the snakes in Ireland was St Patrick's Day. So we're we're look. I mean, snakes could be like big worms. So we're looking at all these kind of what are the nature symbols and what are some of the the well known uh, cultural dynamics of what happens within these zodiac signs and the things that i teach my clients when i'm doing their chart is go look at all of the constellations that are in your particular zodiac sign that you're focused on right now so if your moon's in taurus and you're like trying to study your lunar sign and what that means and clear out your subconscious then just go type in on the internet go to duckduckdo or freespoke or something other than google because they pay these people to be top on their search engine so go into DuckDuckGo search engine or one of your other search engines and type in what are the what are the main constellations in the zodiac sign of Taurus, and then read the Greek legend. Read what was the myth and the story of Lyra the the harp or the swan or the, or Cygius the crow or you know with this Pisces new moon we had Formahalt which is one of the four royal Persian stars, and Formahalt is. It has to do with the water bearer, the symbol of Aquarius, the water bearer, where he's pouring out of his urn. His foot is on the mouth of the fish of Pisces. And so as he's pouring the liquids from the heaven, the mana from the heaven, the white gold, the mana of the heavens, into the fish's mouth. His foot, Pisces rules the feet in the lymphatic system, is literally allowing the fish in the skies in the constellations to receive. So a formal halt is, and you can look up the four royal stars of Persia, the ones that they, they gave a lot of uh, energy to. So our last new moon, I was talking about that on Lighting the Board with Joe Roop. Our last new moon of February 20th, we touched a royal star. It's only four. And we, we kicked off this particular Pisces season of 2023 with royalty. Of the heavens, we have royalty of the heavens, and just if I look at it like a little seven-year-old kid, well, what is that picture in the heavens? Well, there's the man of the stars, Aquarius, the, the Aquarius of the stars, and he has an urn, here's communion again, and he's pouring out the heavenly, liquid gold of the stars, and he's feeding the fish. When you talk to a lot of different cultures, you know there's a lot to do with fishes, feeding people with fishes and, and the bread of heaven and the fishes. You know, and in Pisces, the fishes are going in opposite directions. That's where we get that procrastination feature of Pisces going, I don't know. I, I know I want to do it. But I don't know if this is the right time. And what about my husband? And what about my kid? And my family probably won't approve of it. And they get in this spin zone, and the fish have like a little tie attached to them. And so they keep spinning around in circles. That's why you often see when you go to Pinterest or look for the gift of Pisces, they're spinning around the circle, but they never turn around together. And go in the same direction, and so our Virgo full moon, which is opposite of the sign of the fishes, Pisces, the Harvest Maiden. Oh, isn't that interesting? She's also involved with a cornucopia and a horn of plenty, just like the Aquarius star bearers giving us the, the 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 communion liquid of the heavens. This is the full moon of Virgo, saying I'm the one that gives you the bounty of the crops, and by the time we get to the Pisces full moon, I look at six months bridges. And so if this is the Virgo full moon, when I get to, and we're in Pisces, when I get to those signs again, when I come into the, the full moon on August 30th of 2023, it'll be in Pisces, one of my other favorite moons. Then we'll have the switch around. So this sun in Pisces is tied to August 30th of 2023's full moon. This full moon and the harvest maiden pure maiden the virginal quality the madonna the virgin mary the you know the innocence of and the bounty and the beauty of the of the female energies is tied to the new moon of mid september of 13 14th of september at the 21 degree of virgo so we're even though this one's at 16 degrees we're close again by the time we get to that new moon in virgo over the 13th and 14th of september so as an alchemist as a magician I already, and an astrologer, I already know that the seeds that I'm planting now in this February 20th new moon Pisces, full moon, full moon of the 6th and 7th of March of Virgo, I know that it's specifically a bridge of activity and manifestation and alchemy that I'm working on that I get the blessings and the fruits when I get to those points of August 30th and mid-September. You don't eat the fruit the same day you plant the seed. Mm -hmm. No. So this is seed planting time. Mm -hmm. So with Pisces, here's where you can take advantage of people consider Pisces ability to zone out and, and be high and dream their dreams are strong and they have strong intuition. And it's like Ouija board brains and divination and all that. Here's what I do. I take the imaginatory strength of Pisces. And if I'm going to zone out at all, I'm going to be implementing music I'm going to be implementing sound frequencies. I'm going to balance the Virgo by getting out in nature. I don't care if I'm doing chores. That's another Virgo thing. The other day when it was sunny here and it hit 79 degrees, which is like, what? In, in, in the mountains and late February going into March, how do we hit 79 degrees? I'll take it. I'm grateful. I don't need to analyze it. I don't need to question it. I got up with a push broom and I'm like doing all this Virgo cleaning of all the concrete out back with Lysol and cleaning it all up and trimming up the bushes and all. It felt Wonderful. There is nothing. There's no dinner. There's no date. There's no romance that could have taken away from how good it felt for me to really get out and appreciate the sun with all the snow and the rain and everything, you know? So, and yes, I was doing physical labor. That's a Virgo thing. I'm savvy enough to know we got a Virgo moon building up and I was giving back to nature, Virgo. I was giving back to nature, but I was allowing the magic of my Pisces season to kiss me with gratitude that I was feeding the birds. I mean, I've now had manifest 24 wild turkey that run to me to get their sunflower seeds. Those female turkeys, the male pups all up and he starts gobbling and making noise. And the, and the female, there's like 24 of them now. There's like only four males. And the females just come taking those little fat feathered thighs and come right, right out of the woods, running toward me, like, oh, it's the seed queen, it's the seed queen. They don't listen to the male gobbler at all. <laughs> They're like, she's cool, she's she's with nature. And I, I am astounded, in my own private, intimate way, how. And then the geese, seventeen geese, come up the door, and they all get along. They just stand there, trumpeting and looking for them. The neighbors are like, it's fantastic. You got deers, and you got geese, and you got turkeys. And I'm like, because I do They know. They know my soul is clear with them. And it was that <laughs> way for me. As a well, child, I mean, you know, they run from anybody else. Some I mean, of the geese will flap and they'll act like they're going to chase somebody or fly up in the air. And t- it's so funny, Nicole, to see those little fat feathered thighs come out of those woods and run across that little bridge on the spare lot, making it look beep, 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 beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you little turkey totems, I've got you covered. So <laughs> I'm literally seeing, oh my God, I'm going through so much seed. So I've taken on additional expense of $30 for a 40 pound bag, but I'm Tithing every morning and every twilight. I am giving back to my mother nature for everything that she gives me. I'm physically Virgo doing the chore Virgo. Like I didn't really want to go away overnight because, oh no, my turkeys I have to be my turkeys. <laughs> so yeah, I become a little codependent until we get out of full winter to be able to take care of my totems. And now they're blessing me that they roost behind. Them. And I get to hear all these magical sounds. Talk about sound frequency. But I'm telling you, the sounds they give me are as healing as me going to some energetic healer or, you know, I mean, I already got my Reiki mastership, but if you were having a Reiki session and paying $200, I've got the Reiki masters all around me because you know what the Native Americans call the turkeys? The peace eagles. They haven't been here in the last 10 years. They've been in the woods, but they've never come to me. Mm -hmm. They now live with me. They now surround the vortex that I'm in. So Mother Nature... And my beautiful heavenly canopy has blessed me with the peace eagles. I'm collecting feathers. Of course, you know, the neighbors are going, you think you'll get turkey eggs? I'm like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I don't, you know, if they're having turkey eggs, they're having turkey babies. I don't need to go get their eggs and eat them. And I said, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, I've had duck eggs. We've done all this prepper stuff. But I'm like, no, I'm just really basking in the in the 3D you know, people say, well, I don't know if I believe it unless I see it and I touch it. Well, you know what, Haas? I'm seeing it. I'm touching it. I'm feeding it. And it came out of the woods. I didn't know they were there. I didn't know that could happen. So I literally have Virgo tarot cards or oracle cards coming. I don't have to go get a medicine card deck of animals. I mean, I've got the geese and the turkeys right here.
0: Well, speaking of Virgo tarot cards, it's interesting. What I think is really interesting about this particular full moon in Virgo is that it's being T squared by Mars and Gemini. Mm-hmm. Gemini Virgo is the magician card in the in the tarot. Absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. And Mars comes Mars comes out of the, its shadow of the retrograde. I mean, it came out of retrograde in January of 2023, mm-hmm. but it comes out of its shadow in mid March, like the I welcome instead of beware. Welcome the Ides of March. So to, to, I would suggest that people go out and do a communion on this, on this Virgo full moon. You can do it on the sixth, seventh and eighth. You know, you've got a three day easy window with full moons, but if, you know, try to kind of plant that seed and especially each year when the moon is full and you in your own moon sign or sun sign, that's a great time to go out and connect with nature and connect with the heavens, you know, mm-hmm. do like a little communion. It can be water. I mean, you could put water and if you don't want to do any kind of like wine or or um, Chambord or Elderberry, I do Elderberry liqueur. I mean, it's just a little bit. It's like two shots worth. I mean, it's just enough to you actually are charging up the liquid because it came from nature. Chambord and, and Elderflower liqueur are very natural and they're and they're beautiful. They're just wonderful healers. You I know, mean, it's not like you're going out and getting vodka and booze, you know, just to get high for communion or a homemade wine or some champagne or just water, just your water. But you're charging it. You don't touch your lips to it. So you're done with the, with the energy dance of behold, I will accept the blessings of all that 22 brought toward me, the challenges and the things I'm saying goodbye to. And I'm letting my version of 2022, I'm only taking forth the pluses. I'm taking forth the part of me that grew and my soul strengthened. As I go into the new year, the spring equinox here in the Northern hemisphere, as I come to the third week of March, I'm now allowing myself to look back as a time traveler, on what was the main points of 2022 that I gathered. Cause then we forget about it. You know, we get so caught up in the new year. So then I actually am going to embrace, and again, you can do communion at the, at the vernal equinox on March mm-hmm. the 21st. Those of you that are fire signs or air signs, if you're Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, especially Aries, or if you're Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, the spring equinox is a power cycle for you right now. This full moon is particularly blessing the Pisces, Virgo parts of our birth charts. And it's also favoring our ability to be what? Magnets. Because the yin signs, the feminine signs of a zodiac are earth and water. And that draws to us how we are believing and seeing things. So how you see it is what you're going to get to manifest. So when things happen in Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, astrologically, when things happen in Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, those are the yin signs. Six signs, and that's the magnet. And then we go into fire and air, and that's the electricity that plugs in into the multiverse. So if it's Aries, Leo, Sag, or if it's the the air signs of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, that's when we're actually taking ourselves as a plug and we're connecting. So this full moon is beautiful for magnetizing to you. Now a lot of times on a Pisces, Virgo full moon, whatever sign you are. We need to retreat from people. We don't need people diluting our energies. You know, more social time comes at the next full moon dynamic. But mm-hmm. this full moon is about how you're feeling lately. How's your physical energy? How are your, how are your thoughts serving you or draining you? Are you complaining a lot? Are you being critical of yourself or others? Because those are the minus poss- possibilities of Virgo. And of course, it's strongest for, as you mentioned, Nicole, it's strongest for Virgo people Pisces people and Gemini people, the, the mutable signs, and, and to a lesser sense, also Sagittarius. Because for Gemini, they've got the full moon in Virgo. They've got the sun in Pisces. They've got Mars in Gemini. And, and Mars for Gemini is still bouncing around in their first house. It's like on them, like Mars. You know, it's like there's a saddle on you, Gemini, and Mars is there. So Gemini, it's that right angle type of stress. It's, it's a tension that you can actually... Used to cut your out cut yourself out of some barbed wire. so but gemini's right now they can they can find themselves getting angry quicker um they can find themselves needing to rest more they can find themselves uh, laying out a whole plan for mm-hmm. 2023 about where can i vacation more where can i recreation more where can i rest and and be around new people so i'm not just around people that tend to drain me in the family or in the neighborhood and all that it's like but with gemini with this fool, you, you need not, you need to not let your pride obstruct your decisive mandates. You, it, it's how how are you? What's the procedure? What's the recipe that you're using, Gemini? Especially until you pass March fifteenth, because that's when Mars fully comes out of shadow, and that's a technical thing that astrologers understand. So you're working on clearing low ebb energies through March fourteenth, fifteenth. You're building up your vitality till then, but Venus and Jupiter coming together, uh, you know, that did on the, on the first part of March in Aries, that's a stimulant for Gemini, for them to be planning these future, uh, pleasure pastures and vacation recreation type of things. So they, I think that, that Gemini like Aries starts to come into a real strong bloom when they're getting more into the, the end of March and they're, and they're getting into the vernal equinox. Yeah. Yeah, does, Gemini- does, Venus,
0: does Venus and Jupiter come together on the
1: second? Is that? I'm pretty sure. Let me look at my ephemeris real quick. I think that they touched it right before the full moon. Hang on. Venus is at, on the second Venus is at, yeah, Venus opened up the month at March at 10 degrees, 36. Jupiter opened up the month at March at 1152. So on the second, they're both 11.
0: Yeah, it was interesting number. because that's two degrees after my Venus return. My Venus return is on, on the ninth. As nine degrees
1: Aries. So that's okay. But, but the fact that the fact that as we got to the end of, of February, mm-hmm. March opened up with Jupiter at 11 degrees of, of um, Aries. So what happened was if you've got a nine degree point, that started to manifest back at the new moon. Because I remember, because I did the podcast with Lighting the Void. Yeah. So that, that Jupiter hitting nine degrees at the new moon further amplifies its ability to project positivity because we had the new moon listen the moon moves faster astrologically than any other component we look at the sun and the moon are our satellites the sun the great star in our galaxy and the moon has a lot to do with our inner worlds know, our oceans of emotion so when you have a positive celestial um, transit or dynamic or geometric uh, bliss point happen at a new moon, which is a time of planting seeds anyway. Full moons bring us the full feeling about something. And if we've been procrastinating or avoiding, then the full moon is like, look at here, look at here. Happy with this? Happy with this? If not, start to change it. And we will in two weeks with the next new moon. So to me, full moons are psychic, um, dreamland, intuitive. Sometimes we get emotionally frustrated and and we go sideways and wonky and go to cross purposes. But To me, full moons reveal, are we on the offense? Are we too defensive? Are we projecting our stuff onto other people instead of facing what we need to face? If someone's triggering me at a full moon, they can't trigger me unless it still lives in me.
0: Yes, yes. And I think it's important to also note Saturn is moving into Pisces just an hour or two after the the full moon. Yeah,
1: about an hour and a few minutes. That's absolutely correct. So how this sun, if you look at uh, those of you that are intermediate, uh, studying your charts in an intermediate sense, yeah, that's the big thing of this time frame. you know, that Saturn going into Pisces, mm. you know, on March 7th, and then Pluto going into Aquarius for three months, uh, you know, a little bit later on, on the 23rd of March. So uh, as I said last month, the M months, the M&M, Mar- March and May, and the period between the journey we take between March and May are mm-hmm. big, because we've got Jupiter, you know, going into Taurus. So we've got that that point that's coming up on May 16th, you know, on 323, we've got Pluto going into Aquarius, and so Mars coming out of shower out of shadow on the 15th, but Saturn going into Pisces. Here's where you can kind of uh, look at a longer bloom. Saturn hasn't been in Pisces since 1994-1995. So look, depending on your age, if you're real, real young, look at what was going on with your parents or the people that you lived in a in a house with you know, at that time for what was going on with your roommates or if you were in college, what was dynamically going or orbiting around you in 1994, 1995, that there's, that was the main meat of it. It hasn't been there since then. And if you're turning 28 and a half to 30 years old, you probably have Saturn in Pisces in your birth chart. If you're turning, if you're between 58 and 60 years old, you're coming into your second Saturn return. You also probably were born with Saturn in Pisces. But Saturn in Pisces is going to hit the same part of our charts. It's just not going to be as brief as the month-long energy that we have right now of when the sun got into Pisces and that on the 18th of February and goes out on March the 21st. We're all getting a clue right now with Saturn going into Pisces. And so because it's the sun is in Pisces until we get to the spring equinox. So the moon helps us focus on the details in our lives and relationships, but Saturn is known as the mighty planet of karma and our current life lessons. It's how we go to soul school on earth and how we can soar into the, into the sea, the seaside or the reefs of Pisces. And it's going to be there till May 24th, 2025. And then from September 1st, 2025 to February 13th, 2026. So these are important learning curves. We're we're starting a new school, all of us, regardless of our signs. We are starting a new school, March 7th. This is a hallmark moment. This is not just because it's a full moon, that Saturn is moving into a different sign. So it's going to be the strongest on Virgo people. So people that have Virgo rising signs, people that were born under the sun in Virgo, people that have Pisces rising signs, and people that were born under the sign of Pisces and, and lesser so to Gemini and Sagittarius. There's only four mutable signs. Mm -hmm. So, and what, what's good about that? What's the plus about that is that we're going out of this authoritarian phase of Saturn being in two of its strongest signs of, you know, it being in back in 2020 when that conjunction happened, Saturn was in Capricorn and we've all been looking at how dictators and royals and, and bankers and, and globalists are trying to tell we the people what to do Well, the, we the people, that's Aquarius, and Pluto's going there in the third week of March, and it's going to stay there for quite a while. So we the people and innovative, healing, humanitarian, uh, technological things, instead of the minuses of AI and chat box and all that kind of stuff, you know, we the people are going to want to get back into emotional human contact.
0: Mm.
1: That's the dividing point. That the powers that be that have been trying to get us to be online all the time, you know, on, on Twitter, on TikTok. Uh, mainstream news alternative news keep your eyes on the black screen keep your eyes on the oracle and we're going to do algorithms and we're going to try to 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 control what you see on the internet and what goes first and we're going to like take your we're going to make you attention deficit that's what we're going to do but when i sit down with nicole or i travel and we're talking live face to face on a seminar or a day workshop or whatever and you're meeting people and you're looking into their eyes of the earthly temple and the blaze of the beautiful timeless deathless soul there is no there is no technological screen that can touch how powerful that is for that heart to heart soul to soul chakra to chakra transformation that can happen literally with one look the first glance so when we connect with animals which is virgo when we connect with the sea the aquatic creatures pisces when we connect with mother nature and her creatures that's her saying to us let heaven and nature sing we're not going to get that out of our cell phones or our laptops or our notepads or our satellite phones or anything that your eyes windows of the soul are being cast into on these black oracle screens it's like it's like little magical ouija boards only they're feeding you on twitter and tiktok and facebook and instagram they're feeding you what they want you to concentrate on and if you keep your eyes there you're subconsciously being altered period it's mm-hmm. just a fact ask any psychologist ask any hypnotist i'm trained in both what you put your attention to even metaphysically where you keep casting your eyes and your energies is what you'll manifest so stop bitching and complaining that it's not happening if you're spending too much time on the electronics because it's diluting you
0: mm-hmm. now
1: if i'm watching music that uplifts me on YouTube, if I'm watching a motivational TED Talks, if I'm if I'm taking an online course, if I'm listening to, you know, someone that has ethics and integrity like Nicole or myself, and they're teaching us different things about forget about the fact that it's an oracle or a tarot deck. Let's look at how the energies are being confirmed for you and let's get you unlocked and let's get you moving forward as you being the alchemist, as you being the magician, not dependent on astrology or tarot, or that book, or that guru, or that teacher, a true ethical uh, person involved in, in soul engineering, once we're leading the horse to water. But we want to say to you, it's safe to take a drink. You got this. You got this. That's why you're tuned in tonight. That's why you watch Nicole. You watch all these different people on these different social platforms. You're like, okay, they're funny, or oh, that feels like they're just saying the same thing to everybody. You know, listen to your intuition. Because it's telling you, I really always get fed when I listen to Nicole. I really, you know, she doesn't, she, you, she does things from the heart and, you know, she's so genuine and all that. And versus just somebody going, yeah, I want to get my YouTube channel monetized. Really? And that's the business world too. If we, if we just look at the stoic aspects of the earth elements in our chart, and we all have these signs somewhere in our star charts. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, especially Capricorns all about the business. It's all about the foundation of how you can be successful while you have to survive here on earth. Feed yourself, get a roof over your head, get a blanket, you know, you know, be able to take trips and all that. I mean, there is a a material world aspect to this. But when you the more you get into your soul, you can enjoy that but you're not attached to that any longer to define if you're successful or not. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's. It, I would say that this full moon, whether you like it or not, if you got a lot of Virgo and Pisces, it dances in your intimate life very strongly. And then next to that, because of Mars' position and Venus and Jupiter being in Aries, it's hovering around Aries and Libras too. This is a very strong full moon for those four signs, in my little humble opinion. A traditional astrologer would say it's affecting the four mutable signs. Mm-hmm. gemini sagittarius virgo and pisces i'm seeing that spiritual kiss and that and that and that celestial touch saying hey aries go easy on yourself well because aries oh, is also in its 12th house.
0: yeah also because you you got the jupiter chiron conjunction coming up absolutely
1: also. At, yeah chiron's at 13 degrees aries it's all there it, it's a triad
0: in aries so i i see that
1: but but the jupiter and venus thank god they soften that Mm -hmm. They soften that because in in astrology, the sun and Jupiter and and Venus are the beneficial agents. And Chiron is about healing our old wounds. You know, when you look back in the study of the centaurs, again, in in lore and legend and myth, the the centaurs in mythology. So Chiron goes around healing, but doesn't have the wound ever perpetually heal themselves because they're the wounded healer. So Chiron in astrology, not for God or the force punishing us chiron when it's in aries aries is very bold and aries says look you need to deal with this stop putting it off stop taking a pill stop getting drunk and stop running away from this out of fear chiron and aries is like this is the most wonderful point to heal that old wound and quit picking the scab energetically because venus and jupiter are there so chiron is very favored at this time so wherever how's that interpret for each sign wherever you have you and i wherever we have the house, the zone, the room with the view that has Aries beginning that house. That's for the expansiveness of Jupiter, AKA Zeus in mythology and Venus, AKA Aphrodite. That's where Venus and Jupiter are saying, let us sit with you and help counsel you. And let we're going to help you get through this. You don't have to carry that weight anymore.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous. So people that are born under the sign of Taurus, People that have a rising sign of Taurus have the Aries, which is their 12th house, which is the house of Pisces. Follow me. I'll make sense of it in a minute. So the sign before your sign is a whole big dance going on in Aries. Aries is the sign before Taurus. And so the Aries ram is saying, hey, Taurus, before you turn those bullhorns toward me. Let me show you how that I can lead you to a pasture that's got a lot more green grass and easier for you because I'm the ram and I move faster than you and I already found it for you. And I'm moving. I'm I'm going back over here. So I want you to know about my secret pasture. I want you to come into my secret garden and that's Jupiter and Venus and Chiron saying, Hey Taurus, you, are like cancer, the crab, you tend to hold your wounds very quietly. It's hard for you to be able to, you know, share that with other people like you love learning and you love being an active student psychologically, spiritually, materialistically, and all that. But you, you're kind of like your opposite sign of Scorpio. You kind of keep your, your trials and tribulations to yourself. And you just want to keep steady at, at getting through them and resolving them so you don't hold yourself back. Taurus knows they get in their own way. Yeah. So oh, yeah. all this Chiron <laughs> and Jupiter and Venus is saying, I got you. I got you. Will you just open the door and let me in so we can have a talk? Because I'm nothing but for you. So I, it's, uh, to me, it's very favorable for Taurus people, especially in Scorpio, because the moon is kissing Uranus and Taurus. That's very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And Virgo and Taurus are favoring Taurus right now. And so the Virgo and the Taurus favor Scorpio natives right now as well. And Capricorn, and Capricorn. <clears throat> so there's, I see this as um, solutions and resolutions going on right now. Now, make no mistake about it. When Saturn changes signs, And however this, however the sun moving through Pisces is lighting up your chart, you've had since February 18th to start figuring out, okay, the sun went into Pisces. What of my 12 houses is Pisces? That's where Saturn's going. So you just don't want to move off that page when we go into Aries on March 21st. You want to kind of get a yellow highlighter and circle that Pisces part of your chart if you print out a copy of your chart, because that's where the Lord of Karma is coming in to both bless you And open your eyes, but Mm -hmm. Saturn doesn't let you go. Oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. Oh no, no. I'm here today. I'm Mm -hmm. Saturn and I'm in Pisces and I've not been in this part of your chart for 30 years. Okay. So we're going to deal with it now. No, I'm here. I'm the, I'm your probation officer, Mm -hmm. but I bring you rewards once you complete your probation. So the Pisces part of our chart, our lessons are going to be karma's coming before us. We're going to find it's time to heal it. And more importantly, talk about surrender, let it go. It's a tremendous period for releasing anything, anyone, anything, anywhere, anyhow, that's holding you back from ascending into the next leveling up of your highest good. So any false prophets, any false evangelists, gurus, cults, secret societies, we're going to see them fall in the mainstream over the next three years. If somebody, they're going to get busted, you know, like whenever that Tammy Faye and and uh, that that husband she was married to, you know, they went the They made fun of it. In the, and then if this is the 90s, it probably wasn't Saturn was in Pisces. And Tammy fed the eyelashes, and she started crying. You know, and I think her husband's name was Jim. I forget. And they had like a big evangelistic following, and they got busted for he got busted for inappropriateness, and they got busted for financial. And you know, you know, and it's it's not money that's evil, as even the Bible says. It's the love of money. You know, it's that greed, penurious. I want mine, I don't care about you, and I'll do anything to get it. That's the minus side of both Virgo and Capricorn. I'm going to not let you know, and I'm not going to share with you. And I'm just, it's Scrooge, like the mm-hmm. Christmas Carol of Scrooge. That's the one of the minuses of Capricorn. So Pisces energy from the heavens is wanting to infuse our Earth life. Mercury in Pisces since March 2nd. So Mercury's our cosmic messenger. It flutter kicks here until March 19th, right before vernal equinox. Mercury's in Pisces. So what's it going to help? That's our mind medicine to be able to the thinking process, to be more imaginative, colorful, intuitively. We're highly attuned to our feelings and, and those of others, by the way, which can also assist us in sensitive, productive communication. So mer- Mercury then is going to sizzle and jump off the cliffs into Aries on March 29th until April 3rd. That's a fast transit of Mercury, and Mercury is all about, I'll leave your ass behind if you don't go forward now. So this is the pensive, dream it, meditate, affirm it, write your affirmations down, go out under the stars, do your prayerful ceremonies, your nature ceremonies, you know, until Mercury's out of Pisces. But when it goes into Aries on March 29th, it's like, take action or shut up complaining. You mean um, March 2nd? March 2nd, it went into Pisces. But it's oh, going to yeah, go into Aries. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's right. going to go
1: into Aries by March 29th through April 3rd yes. of 2023. So when it gets out of Pisces and gets into Aries on March 29th, there till April the 3rd, it's a short transit. Yes. We're going right. to be less concerned about objective perspectives and we're going to be more eager to take a chance, be innovative, mm-hmm. adventurous, rebellious, even to reach a decision rapidly. Yeah. Remember, Venus and Jupiter have already been there, already been there. And when Venus goes into Taurus, when she pops into Taurus on St. On Patrick's Day, Venus is going to go into Taurus. Oh, look, we had a full moon in Virgo on the 7th, 10 days later. Venus is going to join kissing up with Uranus and Taurus, Earth, money, tangibility, getting the kinks and the snarls and the knots out of, out of how you can be very productive with your work. And you're and and being able to come up with with more unique ways, but steady money coming towards you, steady work, steady money. Even if it's a a side job type of a thing that's temporary, don't sit there and complain going, well, it's only temporary. So what make money now? (laughs) You know, can you tell me everything that's going to happen to you three months from now? No, No. maybe we'll be blessed to all be here. You know, there's a lot of wonky things going on in the world. So why Mm -hmm. don't in your prayers for what you want to manifest for yourself, you just take a little second minute and you bless our beautiful blue green jewel gaia mother earth i've been blessing her every day calling in the angels protect the innocent all the innocents that that are citizens and alive on the planet earth right i don't care if it's human or bird or snake or worm or and i'm not even going to focus on one region i just want the light to come forth and rebuke the darkness. That's where this mystic is at. Mm-hmm. I don't need the details and I don't need to watch all the news of everything that's going on. It's, they're, not, not only would they want me to feed and believe what they tell me, but they want to show all the pictures of animals dying and the people dying. And, the, and I'm not saying the fires of war and all this potential stuff is heating up, but I got done, I got real done in 2020 with them trying to steer my life mm-hmm. with, their, with their fear. I agree. With their, it's, it, to me, fear is the virus. Fear mm-hmm. is the virus. That's the infection. So rebuke it out of your life and go into developing the beautiful, alchemical, magical man or woman that you are. Shine your soul star even brighter now because Mother Earth knows that's in us and that's the that's the soul signature that was breathed into us. That was the life that was gifted us. Yeah.
0: Well, why don't we go through the signs since... Um, okay.
1: Yeah, let's... Okay, so we talked a little bit about gemini we talked a little bit about the dynamic of this virgo energy for gemini so what happens though when we look at the the vibration of saturn okay with saturn coming coming into the chart as well so like right now this this full moon in virgo is hitting virgos in their first house saturn is also going into the opposite sign of virgo so saturn and this solar cycle is lighting up their seventh house so the full moon's going to be blossoming its bloom by the eighth or ninth tops but Saturn is going to sit there (laughs) it's going to sit there for two and a half to three years so this is that month so I want to remind Virgo that this full moon could be showing you that you need to be with Saturn going into Pisces that you need even though it's a first first house rising solar light up on you Saturn is saying to you, it's not about you right now, Virgo, where we, it's important to you with Saturn going into your seventh house is what do you want in a partnership and where are your head and heart maybe not aligned and maybe the wounds, Saturn brings up our wounds like we talked about Chiron, where maybe you need to let go of the people, be it family, siblings, um, uh, people that did you wrong in business, people that you were intimate with and and you shared you know coupling bliss with who were the people in your past that left a little you know scar of like damn it i don't think that turned out well and i'm i'm sure it takes two to tango and it takes mm-hmm. two to break up but the residue of it's still walking around so saturn in pisces is like it's time for you to decide how you show up as an intimate partner what do you bring to the table so if you've got your sexy on and you're and you're doing more holistic stuff, and you're going to have integrity and you're going to be authentic. What about the scars of your past that you're going to dump onto a new partner? Mm-hmm, how about that? How fair is that for your partner? So, in your personal life under this full moon, Virgo, with Saturn going into the opposite of this full moon in Pisces, Saturn and your Earth soul school lessons are saying if you're intimately connected with someone, maybe not just uh, legally married, but who you're connected with in any way, with your significant others, that's the dance that you've got to come to terms with. If you're taking them for granted, um, Virgos tend to, when they get in a regular coupling and a regular partnership, or they take a partner on a business, they tend to start kind of like they want to improve them. And they kind of tend to want to start reminding the other person how they could do that more efficiently, or why do they do it that way? Or why do you mop that way? Why do you do that that way? Why do you empty the garbage that way? Or why haven't you empty the garbage? Let me tell you something, that'll burn up an orgasm faster or anything. So I'm telling you, Virgo, this is a time for you to come at more generously with your love and and sincerely, sincerely compliments and how you need to focus your focus, Virgo, on how you appreciate the business, the intimate, the social people you're running with, the friends that you want to cleave closer with. And like, I like this person. I'm always uplifted around this person. Well, then don't drain their ass. You know, don't whine about your problems or complain about your spouse or complain about, you know, your life and wham, 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 but let me call you a whambulance. You know, don't do it. Don't be a whinaholic. So with Virgo, where their task is, if they've got to turn around and say, wow, I've been with that friend for 30 years or I've put up with that crap from my mom or my dad for, you know, two, you know, two decades now, now it's time to turn around and set the boundaries instead of complaining, go out and change it. But for Virgo, it has to do with who they deem a significant other dynamic in their life. And when I say significant other, I don't mean just who you're sleeping with, coupling with, kissing. Mm-hmm. People, to me, I define my SOs, my significant others, who you're running with, who you enjoy, you're going out with, who you're working with, who's working for you. These people we see on a regular basis. We work with them, we see them, we sleep with them, or we're living with them on a regular basis. So it can be children, it can be parents, it can be Uh, people that you are buying from or selling their products. So it can be your clients or it can be your patients if you're in the medical field. So if you're a Virgo, it's about you stepping up your game and not being so wrapped up in your own self. Virgos don't mean to be because Pisces and Virgo are both signs of wanting to get resolutions and wanting to heal a situation. But when it comes to their personal life, Virgo right now with Saturn going in the seventh house could tend to project their crap and their frustration and their sheer fatigue onto who they 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 let get closer to them and in their intimate life, and they don't even probably know they're doing it that they're straining their best friend or their or their lover or and in the Virgo mind it might be if you're not involved with someone Virgo right now and Pisces are both thinking about oh, okay if I'm not taking my partnership and my intimate life for granted. What do I really, I mean, my mind could say, I don't want to be involved with anybody, but in my heart, I know that it's kind of nicer to walk through this world with someone that you can have fun and adventure with and hang out with. So that starts with us. That starts with each one of us. So watch this. Wherever you have Virgo in your own natal chart, Gemini, Scorpio, Aquarius, Capricorn, yeah, wherever the Virgo is in your chart is the work to be done. Why? Saturn's opposing it. So look at All signs, like Nicole does her thing, readings for all signs, when she puts that up there on our YouTube channel. So the Virgo-Pisces part of our charts, this is us speaking about the full moon lighting up Saturn going into Pisces. They're exactly opposite each other. If you've got Pisces on the 5th, you've got Virgo on the 11th. If you've got Pisces on the 1st, you've got Virgo on the 7th, which is what we're doing now. So it's really similar for Virgo and Pisces right now because we've got a Virgo full moon, which is faster moving, but the Saturn and Pisces is like, Oh, hello, I'm moving in for the next three years and I'm your life coach. And I'm, this is what we're going to focus on, but I don't want to, I don't care. I'm here for three. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's been 30 years. It's been 30 years since I've come in with this aspect of your soul evolvement, your enlightenment engineering. And I, you've, you've manifested me. All of us have, we're alive right now. So all of our enlightenment engineer, is Saturn for the next three years and it's earth school course is the Pisces part of our chart. Not so much your planets. Those will be little mathematical hits, you know, little fire burst and fireworks. No, 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 no. It's the house of Pisces. It's the sector. It's the room of Pisces and Virgo in our charts. That's when you get the best out of astrology, not as a religion, not as something that controls you or that you believe in the Pisces and then the Virgo, polarity to that. Look at the Pisces first. That's where you're going to school. But guess what? We all graduate in two and a half to three years of the Pisces part of our chart. And oh, here's something you forgot. Everybody's talking about Saturn going into Pisces. We just graduated from Saturn and Aquarius for three years. So this weekend, look over as this full moon's building up, look over the Aquarius part of your chart because you just graduated from that. So Saturn never leaves a sign without blessing you in that house that that sign occupies. So if you've got Aquarius on the eighth house, you learned a whole lot about, about the dynamics of who you want to get involved with financially. You probably had some people die or some pets die. You, learned, you, you leaned into maybe thinking about your own death and your own time here on Earth, and you probably tried some things you never thought you would sexually even if you kept it at the idea stage, it was just like, ooh, I never thought about doing that. Why did I get a little tingle on that? What's going on with me? Yeah, so that the eighth house is all about what takes us out of our body, whether it's astral travel or that physical body orgasm or a dream uh, type of, uh, uh, like it's kind of like that um, blurred lines. You know, it's like where we're really traveling the supernatural versus this earth. So if you're in, if you're in Aries, if you're an Aries Libra combination, what's being lit up by the the Virgo full moon and more importantly, the, the Saturn in in Pisces? Aries people, even thank God you've got Venus and Jupiter and Chiron helping you in Aries right now in this spring season, beginning of spring season, because Pisces is the sign before Aries, and so that's your natural twelfth house. It, Pisces is the twelfth house for Aries people because the zodiac starts. It, it number one is Aries, so. Aries people are dealing with their own need to nurture themselves, their own need to pay attention to what they grumble about and what anger you know, with Aries, it comes out as anger. You know, they just get frustrated and they run off at the mouth or they get hot quick and cool off quick, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like the person's looking, I'm like, did you just say that to me? And the Aries is like, well, I was just venting. I don't care. We're going to talk about this. And Aries said, like, no, no, I've moved on from it. And I you know, yeah, that's not going to be the case with Saturn in Pisces and his full moon in Virgo. Areas you're going to have to st- start taking responsibility for, watch this, whether your temper or your hostility or your criticism or your frustrations, are they coming out as constructive? Is it constructive criticism? Is it destructive anger or is it constructive anger? If I get angry that my house is in disarray or, or out of order, constructive anger is it tomorrow. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to lunch. I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to clean this house. So I know I'm going to feel good at the end of that day because I'm. It's going to be a rainy day outside. I'm going to clean this house. I'm going to get all the laundry done, and I'm going to steam up the floor because I like clean. That's where Virgo is in my chart. I like order and clean in my own sky chart. So if I let that go too long, I start getting surly, and I can be quick. My my temper, the little wick on the candle can get quick. But I'm really frustrated with myself. But when we get frustrated with ourselves, we go out that and project it onto other people. I'm like, what's up with you? So it's better that we deal with what's frustrating us and then we're going to be a much better companion and cohort and running buddy if we take care of whatever it is that we feel like we've let go too long. So Aries tend to get frustrated at the task at hand and they procrastinate because that's their 12th house Pisces and the procrastination and not getting something done and not following through with your your work project or your relationship commitment or whatever it is. And the person starts getting mad going, you're a lazy ass. You didn't do what I told you to do. And by the way, you said you'd do it a week ago. So that's what starts to invite the conflict. So with Saturn moving in as your life coach for the next three years, Aries are going to find out why, what's the key that unlocks why they slip back into those childhood patterns of shooting themselves in their own foot kind of a thing and getting in their own way. And so they're going to have to focus and pay attention and correct some things. And, you know, Aries kind of likes to be in the moment. You know, Aries and Sage kind of like to be in the moment. So this Virgo full moon is saying, Aries, um, there's work to be done. And you need to stop putting it off and going and partying or drinking or smoking weed or wanting to escape into it or playing video games. There comes the Pisces procrastination. I'm going to go be, I just want to forget the world. Now I'm going to go play a video game. And all of a sudden, four hours have got by you and you've not done the work you need to do for the job the next day. So I would say for Aries and Libra, um, the uh, Saturn is moving into the sixth house for Libra. So this is a this is this Virgo moon is the twelfth house for Libra. So both of those two signs are being hit in the tender zones psychologically. And yet, and yet, because it's the twelfth and the sixth house uh, simultaneously flip flopping for Aries and Libra. Oh my God, your angels, your ceremonies, your guides, your prayers your dream work. I mean, take a notepad with you to your bedside or in the bathroom wherever you go to sleep at night, you sleep on the couch, put it by the, right on the floor by the couch, Aries Libra, because you have such a psychic intuitive team right now to help you. And, and listen, we can, we can be on our game physically. Oh my God, we work out and we do take our vitamins and we know our essential oils and we're not eating processed food. But if you're all wound up with anxiety And you've not dealt with your psychological frustrations, you'll get a health challenge. It'll kick you on your ass. So then you have to stay home because you're sick now and you have to focus on what's making you unhappy. So the first thing I would say is regardless of your physical body temple, what's haunting you, what's taunting you, what's pestering you, what's bothering you, don't look out and blame somebody else. Take it home to you. Take it home to you. Pisces and Virgo are perfect for that. If you're a Taurus Scorpio, This moon and Saturn going into that Virgo Pisces dance in your chart, you're pretty favored, actually, because the Saturn in Pisces is going into your dream-weaving, goal-setting, team-activated creative motivations, Taurus. Saturn, Jupiter's getting ready to go into Taurus. Saturn in Pisces is compatible with Uranus and Taurus, you've been dealing with that. As we get into the the second sign of spring, that's Taurus. So we go through Aries and we go through Taurus. So it's getting ready to be a sweet spot, especially for Taurus. But it's really nice for Taurus Scorpio that Saturn got out of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So now you're coming in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now, you know, for Scorpio, it's the fifth house. For Taurus, it's the 11th house. So I would say that those two are going to interconnect and that your intimate play partners, your the fun people to hang out with, the little mini vacations you'll take, clients, patients, the counseling that you do, the how, how you get taught and how you teach, is real, the bar is going to be raised in such a, a lovely flowing way. So I, I would say two of the most favored signs for Saturn taking residence as our roommate, our cosmic roommate for the next three years, I'd say that Taurus and Scorpio are going to be going whew. God, the last four years were tough. Man, did I get a big weight off my back and my shoulders. So the the proverbial uh, yoke on the working ox's back is coming off. Like the ox doesn't have to be a work. The bull doesn't have to be ridden at the rodeo. And the bull, you know, is out to pasture just to go stud. You know, yeah. it's out in the beautiful pasture and it just needs to go say, hi, cows, I've arrived. So with Scorpio, now I would say with Saturn and Pisces, Scorpios, if you have children, or if you're helping your children, if there's some stress point going on with your kids and you're dealing with grandkids, you know, we've got all kinds of different ages out there. I would say that Scorpios are going to be incredible life coaches or teachers of encouragement for people younger than them. So Scorpio, now, if you're a young Scorpio do and you don't want to be pregnant, oh, you better take precautions. <laughs> or if you're a Scorpio and you're going... I think he flirted with that girl the other day. I think I'm going to like really have good sex with him and maybe I won't use protection. And you know, you're doing that stupid young psychological thing of, well, if we had, if I got pregnant, you know, even though they think it's just a fantasy in their mind, if I got pregnant, then he'd have to deal with me at some point. Like when that Scorpio gets surly and doesn't want to let go of a lover because she thinks she's he's moving on or the male Scorpio doesn't want to let go of the girl that, you know, let go of his lover, you know, whatever it is, male, female, whatever the hell you're into, you know, then they, they can try to do some kind of, passive aggressive manipulation. So when it comes to fertility, when it comes to protecting yourself from sexual potential diseases, yeah, I said it, you need to be responsible to protect yourself, whether it's, you know, when to get pregnant or somebody's getting mad at you because you don't want them anymore. Listen, Scorpio is the sign of death and rebirth. So if you think that a breakup of a partner could turn hostile, violent, or abusive, get out, just get out and go seek the resources, whether that's the shelter or law enforcement or whatever it is, don't put yourself in harm's way because Saturn is going to urge you if it's toxic to detox it. If you're a Gemini Sag, we talked a lot about Gemini because we've been talking a lot about Gemini because Mars has been there since third week of August. And then it went retrograde and it came out of retrograde Gemini in, in January, but it's not out of shadow till March 15th. So Gemini right now, Whatever's been whatever they've been avoiding, Gemini can avoid things psychologically because I mean they know how to do that. They just know how to do that. They know how to talk circles around it or, you know, get everybody else to talk about something differently. And here's why Gemini does that. They don't want to have to think about it. So they go to lunch with that friend and then they have five people come over and they never really get quiet alone time because that's when it's come bowing back up in their mind. So they talk about all their problems to all their friends or they share the same story with a whole bunch of different people, and their objective might be to get other people, other types of people's opinions, but they still keep avoiding the situation they need to face in the first place. So Saturn coming to take residence with you is going to be in the top part of your chart, and that with Mars can keep our feelings and our emotions right up there at the surface. So Gemini and Sagittarius. Now, Gemini I will tell you stories about their intimate life and their personal life. And, and you can, to where you look at them going, I can't believe you're telling me that shit about your marriage. That's like really private stuff there. You know, Bud Rico, you might want to keep that to yourself. Five people in the room just heard that at your little dinner party or your barbecue. You know, blah, 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 blah. Because Gemini sometimes unknowingly like Pisces, doesn't realize they're making it all about them. Like they're holding court. So Sagittarians know that they don't want to talk about their feelings. They just want to solve it. They just want to resolve it. They, they get edgy when people start trying to poke or get too personal or too nosy with them. They feel like it's their job to solve home problems or, or relationship problems. So Saturn's coming into the domestic fourth house for Sagittarius while this full moon is hitting the 10th house. And so Sagittarius right now is saying, I want to go back to work. I want to work. I want to do this. I'm going to do that. What could I do for some sidebar money? What could I do to teach? Maybe I'll be a consultant. So Sagittarius have got their mind on getting out of the house and bringing more money into the house and being productive as a family unit member or the husband or the wife where, where Gemini right now is looking at, you know, am I done with that part of my life's mission? Maybe I've taught that long enough and I want to go be a student and to learn more about that over there. So Gemini can normally be a good instructor, but they got to tell a story. Sagittarius wants you to tell them an interesting story. They want to be with different people, avant-garde people, rebels, revolutionaries, because they want to be able to get titillated by how somebody else does this life walk. Like, well, that was a really creative idea. And you'll find more Sagittarians looking at the political scene, or a cultural scene, or and the rebels, like the famous Jim Mars that passed away in, uh, I think it was 2018 or 20. Jim Mars was renowned for all the books he wrote. First, he got famous by the conspiracy aspects of JFK, that presidential assassination, but he took it further with all the, the, um, how, I mean, if you go on YouTube and you watch some of Jim Mars stuff, not so much the JFK stuff, but he's a Sagittarius, and if you Look at some of his stuff he did eight and 11 years ago. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and it's the philosophical, you know, giant. I mean, his stuff about how the anarchy and society is trying to control what you eat and interfere with this and all this and uh, the oligarchs and the archons and all that. It's just like, okay, that YouTube video is 11 years ago. There it is, 11 years ago. It's been there that long. And how apropos that a lot of his prophecies, but he didn't call it that, a lot of his teachings aren't something that can be anchors to get me out of any kind of fear porn. Because here's what you learn when you do astrology: cycles repeat. Here's mm-hmm. what you learn if you're a fashion designer or a fashion house: fashions repeat. Like you know, I mean, bell bottoms and palazzo pants and and midriff tops and all that. Though, and here come back again. And if you own paint companies, you know, if you're Sherwin Williams or bear Paints, you know that you know, like three years ago, gray. Every, all, the, all the people buying houses wanted to do the neutral gray, and now it's coming in. If you go to Pantone on the internet and type in P-A-N, P A N, P is in peace, P A N, T is in time, O N E, Pantone's color of the year mm-hmm. for 2023. They do a color of the year yeah, for do. interior designers and what fabric and all. It's, it's like a kind of like a magenta. They got a fancy name for it. But it's kind of like, Ooh, like no a, way. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, Everyone a- who was in the womb of uh, womb of activation course, like right there, magenta. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Absolutely. is like my color this year. That is like my yeah. creative source. That's uh, yeah. everything. And yeah, so- just talking about things repeating, as you were saying, if you're a healer, you also know trauma repeats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Trauma. You know, trauma is our trigger and our. Tra- I look at the T words. Trauma is a trigger and it's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so if we can take the time, there's a T word, if we'll just take the time to look at the teaching of what the trauma is wanting to gift us, there's a gift in trauma. Might have been a really crappy car wreck or a skiing accident or someone walked out of your life at your most vulnerable point. But the time that they took to go close the door on you or the fact that you're not driving that car anymore because it got totaled on the time it took for you to have surgery and to go to physical rehab and come back, you, I mean, I went through that in 2012. I got thrown off a 18 hands high horse and I shattered my humerus bone. It came right out the right poking at the edge of the back of my arm. And it was like my life froze Saturn in Scorpio, my life froze. And I had to have major surgery, 144 stitches and metal put into my my arm and then I had to go to physical therapy for nine months to get the use of my arm back but oh how strong I am now and I'm not just talking about the metal in my body I mean I literally became titanium moment but I mean everything you go through emotionally and psychologically and how the bigger realization of like god I got up I took a shower I had fun lunch with a friend and I got on that horse and my intuition wasn't the horse and my intuition was like uh uh-uh as a psychic, you know, I assessed the horse and it, the horse was, fine. it was a handicapped children's horse, nothing wrong with it. It was a big old draft horse, but the owner hadn't been and seen the horse and the saddle, the horse had gained a hundred pounds and it was already a 1400 pound horse. I mean, it's a huge horse, 18 and a half hands high. It's a huge horse. Like think Clydesdale, Percherons, you know, huge, huge horse, Move slow, huge beast. And it, I'd never ridden English saddle. My intuition was going, no, no. And do you know, had to get on the back of a truck to get on the horse. The horse walked away three times. Now, who got in her own way intuitively? I did. The horse walked away three times. And I thought, I remember thinking to myself, the horse is walking away. I pet it. I loved on it. And it's walking away when I go to mount it. Okay, I'm a bareback rider. Wild ass on horses. I'm a bareback rider or Western. I've never been on an English saddle. And the, sow, the sow, saddle cinch underneath the horse. The horse had gained weight and it snapped because it didn't fit the horse properly anymore. Oh, dear. Yeah. So the owner missed it. And the horse, the animal totem was trying to warn me. They say today, this, and I, kept saying, I don't want. <laughs> so anyway, so there went a good 10, 11 months of my life in that year. So that's why I'm trying to teach you don't with Saturn moving into Pisces. That's our, that's, that's a life coach. That's a, a, the karmic sheriff saying, I'm telling you, do not go against your intuition. Don't, second guess your first instinct. And that goes back to, if you're, if you're trying to be you know, empathic and polite in public, but somebody feels creepy at the grocery store, the way they, they are creepy, stop it. Don't make excuses for them. You know, if it walks like a duck and it clucks like a duck, it's a duck, quit trying to reform it because they'll have their hand around your neck. But mm-hmm. so, so Saturn in Pisces is going to teach us all, oh, no matter how lofty and psychic we think that we are, if we don't listen to what you think you want your angels to talk to you and your sacred guardian angel and your guides oh they're going to be in your dreams while you're driving when you're out in nature that's where you're going to get your strongest psychic messages and answers is when you're out in nature why or by the beach why because pisces is the depths and the mysteries of spirit and the oceans and virgo is mother nature okay so if you're a cancer capricorn It's hitting you in the ninth and third houses. So if the the Cancerian energy, the the Virgo moon is hitting how you think, how you speak and the way you say it. But cancers get all tender and they get all bougie and, and a bit messy. And so cancers tend to get triggered by if people don't answer their call, if people don't email back right away, if people don't respond to them in a certain way or more often than what people are used to. You know, can't, you need to communicate with the cancer all the time. They need to know they matter. You know, cancer's <laughs> motto is, you need to show me that I matter. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just, it's not, a, it's not a bad or a good thing. There are plus or minuses to each sign. That's what I'm going to focus this March episode on. There are plus and minuses to each one of the 12 Zodiac spices. We're all spicy and we've all got our hot side and we've all got our, you know, acid alkaline. We've all got pluses and minuses. To how we express that particular zodiac spice in our chart, and here's another reminder, beginners: we have all twelve spices in our chart, in our wheel. Mm-hmm. So we're just plusing and minusing all over the place. So my objective as a as a celestial teacher is to learn the pluses of each one of the signs, and then when you're going through the planets, going through your houses of those signs, take a hold of the pluses and learn the minuses, so you don't slip into that trap, right? So. Capricorns right now Saturn's coming into your third house so if you've had that ongoing conflict with that sibling like you know before your parents pass away or whatever you look at that that's the sibling that's the cousin that's the aunt that's the uncle that's the one that's gonna gonna get all greedy and want to get into the will or want to be around them in hospice when they're dying it goes on in every family so don't y'all pretend like it doesn't so if you've had that I was just reading about um um, sibling conflicts between a couple of, of I won't name them uh, wealthy aristocrats, I was getting some inside information on it. Now, they were very famous out in public and in Hollywood and all that. They, they competed with each other their whole life. And at the very end, when one of them died, <clears throat> they were both wealthy, but they competed on who would make more money and who would get the richest man and all that. That was just the dynamic of that. World War two generation, the one they both got famous, but the one left nothing in the will to the other sister because it came to her attention that her sister had actually slept with her husband and kept it a secret from her. So there's like this sexual and this money. so there's a reason why the sexual crap and the money go together. Mm, The money stuff and the, and the inheritance and the will and the competition socially for social position that can be Capricorn Taurus and the sexual stuff to try to gain ground can be Scorpio.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, again, every one of the 12 signs has plus and minus and we're all spicy. We're all spicy. We're all a little spicy tamale. So Capricorn has to do with bottom line it to me so Saturn's coming in Saturn in Pisces is compatible for Capricorn because Capricorn's like I don't need you to thrill me I don't need you to impress me just sit down and let me see what you can do Uh, what are you bringing me to the table in this relationship what are you going to be able to do effectively on this job I don't give a shit about everything else that you do I want to know your bottom line black and white this is what you can do this is what you can't do as a manager if I put you in charge and I'm going to be looking And, you know, I don't want to, Capricorn's like, I'm not listening to your words. I'm watching your actions. So Saturn in Pisces is saying, if y'all involved with the Capricorn, forget your little sales pitch. Capricorn's the customer or the boss that says, show me, prove it. So that's really strong with Capricorns right now. Now the minus, potentially, I don't want to cast energy into that, for you Capricorns out there is, it's like the relatives, the jealous sister, the, the you know, narcissistic parent, the, you know, the, the competition somehow coming at you in the family. Do they want to take away what's yours, whether that's attention or money or you know force you to sell the house when somebody dies? That, that kind of crap could go on with your contracts and your legal stuff. So if you're a Cancer or a Capricorn, really read the fine print. And even though it's a family member, you probably better put it in writing. I better lock it down because it could bow up on you after three years. After three years, did you listen? After three years is when the event will be on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And finally, if you're a Leo Aquarius, thank God for Aquarius that Saturn is going out Aquarius and also for Leo. So the Leo clients that I've had, especially over the last 18 months, have had actual physical deaths and news of someone that's going to pass away with a particular health report. I've had animals. Run off, or animals pass away. Not all of it from old age. Some of it, why? Why did they have to go at that age? So, what happens when someone or something breaks up with us, or dies earlier than what we think their time span should have been? We start to question our beliefs. Okay, what's what's Pisces? What do I believe? What do I believe is real? Do I believe there's a God? Do I believe it's Great Spirit? Do I believe there are creators? So, Leo's and Aquarius have been faced with that mm-hmm. by life circumstances. Like, really big things blowing up, like death and life. Like, how does my life change because of that death? So, when we've loved that dog, or we've had that horse for 20 years, or we've had a little puppy that we got and we saved, and then it passes away because it had a disease we didn't know, or its little immune system, it was out in the wild, and the little bird dies in our hand, or we can't save it, it does something to us. Because if you're a compassionate person, you know, and there's people out there that do mean things to animals. I mean, and, and Other people's. how could people just do that? Just be mean to them just because they're an animal. So they're out there. Don't second guess your intuitive thing about people. So right now, Saturn moving into Pisces and this full moon in Virgo for Leo and Aquarius is about what you value. And when someone dies that's special to you, or when you go through a major illness and you come out on the other side of that, or you have a period of time of two or three years where you don't know if you're going to make it or not. Everything you thought mattered in life changes, changes. So what you think is important about that fancy car or enough money in the bank or paying off the house, you get some kind of major illness with someone that matters to you, or it could be, they may make it, they may not. Yeah, I know. No, all that stuff just like, screw it. I don't care about that. All I care about is them. I want them. I want to be around their side. I'm going to quit that job and I'm going to be around that sister or that parent or my lover. Yeah. It, everything you think is important in the material world stops. When something or someone you love goes into a crisis mode, you will go into a freeze frame and you will learn things about yourself that probably wouldn't have happened until you were getting close to your own desk and looking at life then. So for Leo and Aquarius right now, they're wrapping that up and Saturn in Pisces is now reframing the top 10 priority list for Aquarians. They may walk out of a job, they may walk out of a certain family dynamic uh, expectations, because Aquarians are like, okay, I raised the kids. I did this. I've talked to my husband. I've dealt with that with my dad or my mom, and now I'm going to go out and be rebellious, and it's time for me. Not hard for the Aquarius or the Aquarius part of our chart to disengage emotionally. Where you've got Aquarius in your chart is where you have an ability to be like David Bowie's Starman. You know, it's a part of you that's alien. It's a part of you that just says, I'm not doing it that way anymore. Watch this. I'm out. And they'll just, they'll, that's where we're just wild childs. You know, our Aquarius part of our chart is like, oh, so you're going to come at me that way and you didn't appreciate all that I did do? Okay, now you don't get me. I'm not there. I'm not involved anymore. There you go. You do it. Aquarius can cut off emotionally just like a light switch. Bam, I'm out. So, y'all need to look at your charts and learn where you've got Aquarius in your chart because Saturn left and it was trying to teach you where maybe you did need to be more unique more rebellious more innovative or less less apt to just look at somebody and drop a guillotine mm-hmm. now that gets further enhanced if you have a moon in aquarius or mars in aquarius or you ha- because aquarius is ruled by uranus and so taurus uranus is still in taurus right now so aquarian people are still like push my back up against the wall and watch me exit they'll just, they'll just take off in the night they'll be like bye and you wake up going oh they left and it's like yeah that's right i'm an aquarius and i will leave And they will, and they'll find something else, and they'll start a whole new life without your ass, because Aquarius, in our chart, is where we are the revolutionary and the rebel with a cause. So if you start telling them, well, I don't like you anymore because this and because that, the Aquarius will find a cause that does like them. And then Leo, it's eighth house for Leo, so again, I'm repeating myself. Leos have had brushes with death themselves come face to face with death transitions in their life. And a death can be a friend moves away and you're still friends, but they move away. So the death happens that you're not with them every day to be able Mm -hmm. to sit on the porch or have a beer or go to the beach together or lunch. And it could be also that the Leo's are looking at what I want to move my energy away from. So death doesn't happen without birth. Transitions have to do with for Leo. It's like, what doors do I need to let close? and take my hand off the doorknob and let it close. I just need to let it close It's what yeah. I need to do. And that's, it, it's intense, but it's intense if we can look at the axis of Virgo Pisces right now this month. And then Saturn being our life coach for the next year is saying, okay, I'm Saturn in Pisces. This is what has to heal your trauma wounds, your trauma responses, your psychic triggers where you're allowing, I'm going to say it, where you're allowing the giants of darkness or the demonic energies to get into you and you're afraid to speak up to it because that demonic action is in your family or with your lover or they're drinking so much now, that there's a different spirit that's entered into them. Or, uh uh-oh, they got addicted to the prescription drugs or the sleeping pills are needing more and more and more of that. So whatever is taking over someone's energy has a stronghold on them. And we can have strongholds in our beliefs where we're too rigid, We can have strongholds in our mind or we can, with Saturn in Pisces, learn, you know what? These beliefs and these ways of me dealing with fear and anger always worked for me when I was a child and I was up against fear or resentment or scary clown situations. You know, when I had the clowns chasing after me in the circus of life, this was the automatic pilot of my higher self and my inner child rescuing me. Maybe I need to go back to that and not shove those things down. My child, my higher self. My spirit self knows how to defend itself and to be protective. And I need to be true to that. Yeah. I need to be true to that. So it's going to the core. But Pisces is always that we don't walk this world alone. We came from spirit. We will return to spirit. And as spirit always and forever, we slipped on skin to walk this earth, but for a while. So Mm -hmm. Saturn and Pisces, I'll finish by saying, how close are you to spirit? And do your core, soul-based supernatural spirit beliefs lean to the lu- to the light, or are you being poked and prodded and haunted by the darkness?
0: I just want to say that oh, that was a great rundown for all the signs, but I, I had to look up the, I had to look up this color, the Pantone color for twenty twenty three, and uh, they're calling it Viva Magenta. And yes. um, I what's so crazy is that, um, they're showing on this picture that I'm looking, uh, a color palette of like that magenta, magenta purple, almost, uh, orange and pink. And literally those were the colors that I saw in the womb space. When I did my plant medicine journey, where I went in and I was shown the colors to like really tune into like when you want to really either open up the portal of the womb to access the entire universe or also to use it as your seat of creation for manifestation to um, start weaving in the reality that you want. Like those are the colors that you
1: really want to tune into. And I'm just like, this is so cool. <laughs> consider, consider yourself cosmically confirmed. Now I'll tell yeah. you something else. Pantone, there's a book out there. Just type it in on your search bar it's incredible. There's also a color, talk about colors. They call it color astrology. So don't put astro don't put astro. There's a book called color astrology. And it's a like a coffee table book and it's an actual you can look it up online but I'm telling you owning the book rocks. And there is a color for all 365 days of the year and your birth sign and they do like a whole big snippet on it. So here's nice. the way I look at that cuz I love co- called color astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, and I I love it because like this year, our that Viva magenta and the womb uh, colors and those vivid magentas and and going in from into the red purples, that's our auric shield. All of us as as agents of light that come into this knowledge, that's one of the colors we can breathe when we go out of our houses into the external world. That's one of our just like a knight picking up his shield and his sword that's your auric, your your energy circle oval around you. Put magenta in that for the whole year of 2023. Go ahead and look at 2024, you know, mid-year, and say, what's Pantone's color pick for the year 2024? And usually by June or July of st- uh, this year, I start adding that into one of the color rings, of my aura projections that I'm doing. So when people meet and greet me or talk to me on the phone, I've got that auric image of the Viva Magenta for this year. And I'm going forward and blessing them when I'm doing astrology with the color. It's going to be a protective energy shield for 2024.
0: It's so cool because I'm literally looking at some artwork that I want to get that is going to be right across from my bed so that when I wake up, I look at it and these are literally the colors of the artwork I'm looking at, because it was the colors of what I saw in the womb. And I was kind of guided, like you want to have these colors in front of you when you're manifesting and to really tap into that womb of creation. Okay. So so
1: as, as an alchemist, let me teach you, let me teach you. So for the people right now, for the people right now that say, I don't have any extra money right now, the food costs and all that, you know, and I, I I believe you and Mm -hmm. I, I love hearing Nicole and Mary talk about it. Here's something you can do for free. You go online, or you go and I go into a paint store. I, tell, I used to teach my clients in Florida, we're going to go to a paint store. That's one of the things we did on the sim. They go, what? So let's go to a Home Depot or a Lowe's or a Walmart. and Let's go to the paint section. And I would say to them, go find the palette. You know how they do those different shades from light to dark? Go and find, pick, give, you only get to pick one, pick one and bring that back out for lecture. So they could, you know, they give them free. So you get the little paint strip and you take it out the door. And then I interpreted the color for them when they sat down. And I said, that is your soul's, color that you breathe that color right now in your life. You breathe that color. And so now we know that Diva Magenta is the paint chip color that Pantone is saying for the year. But if you want to do something that's free and fun, go to your Walmart, go to your Home Depot, go to your Lowe's, whatever you've got is is like a home appliance section. Go to the paint section of that store and just stand there. And just look, there'll be two sides. There's like, they have the bear paints and they have, you know, and they have Sherman Williams and just look at just, and it's all in beautiful order with the greens and the yellows and all that. And I went to it. I just did that two weeks ago with a friend and I I haven't done that in a while. I need to go do that. I mean, I taught it. I need to go do it for my damn self. And I picked out a color that was like Robin's egg blue. Mm -hmm. And before I picked it, I kept saying, I don't have any of that pale, those sky blues and that pale blue. I don't have anything to do with that in my wardrobe. And I, I'm kind of craving that. Okay. That was like the end of last year. And then I go to the, I mean, there's like, oh, there's a whole wall of these paint chips, you know? And I'm like, and I picked up a yellow one that I really like. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. That's, I probably got that in my aura, but, and, and then I picked it. And again, it goes from the very whitest uh, aspect of that color all the way to the deepest opaque tone of it. And the one that, and then they have names on them. It's like a little Oracle of color. They have names and numbers on the back of them. It's so much fun and it's free. It's just the gas money to go there and do it. And and the names are so tiny that as you're standing there, look at, don't cheat and look at the names. Just look at the color. And then when you pick, when you get the palette and there's five of them or six of them on that strip, then you, then you go and you, you pick the one on your little strip. Let's say there's, there's at least five or six. There might be seven. And then you look at the name of yours. And the one I got was ocean Boulevard. Oh, and Saturn's going into Pisces, and mm-hmm. Pisces sits at a very favorable top part of my chart. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm real good. And Pis- and that blue is the same color in my, I just talked about the Ace of Cups card, the Ace of Hearts. We talked about communion mm-hmm. to wrap this up. And the very color that's coming out of that Holy Communion golden goblet that the hand came forth, any any of the four aces in the tarot deck the Rider weight deck, those are hands of supernatural blessing you. The aces are blessings. Mm-hmm. So the hands issue forth from a cloud, from spirits, from the ethers. And so the actual waterfalls uh, and, the, and the the droplets, the yodes, the, the droplet look like droplets of water. It's not, it means a whole nother thing. But that color is exactly the color on my tarot deck as that chip that I got. So the oh, suit of cups.
0: Yeah, there so I know the
1: suit of cups is very strong this year for all of us. So again, regardless of your sign, the cup, suit, natero the tarot is going to be speaking to you from the Piscean part of it. It's the mermaid in you. It's the dolphins. It's the whimsical octopus. It's the starfish. It's the sand dollar. So if you can do imagery meditations that involve the sound of the ocean or soft rain, work with the element of water. Because believe me, Saturn can bring problems in the element that it's in. It left air. So right? It, it's not there till actually March 7. Look at the air balloons and what are we shooting down and what's going on and the toxic fumes in the air. It, it doesn't go into the water element until March 7. So look at what we've been hearing about just lately with toxic fumes being released.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: get into the fear porn. Just mm-hmm. look at what the the big discussion seems to be and the hot air the divisiveness i being, mean, people agree with that. People don't agree with that medically. The left doesn't like the right, you know, Joy Behar is fighting. It's just like all this hot air that's out there, you know, and, and, and the vitriol of the energy and the fire and, and, and the air of the breath that people are throwing out of their mouths. And, you know, the woke generation not accepting this and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it goes back to, you know, the the comedic thing of can't we all just be friends and get along? <laughs> and even comedians are under attack. I mean, I they're attacking The the words, the words, and the breath, and the choice of words of people just wanting to do comedy skits. And it's like, Jesus, people, I'm just trying to make a a living about making fun of current events. It isn't really supposed to be. And yet, you know what one of the busiest tourist destinations in Gatlinburg, Tennessee is? I forget the name of it, but there's a comedy club. It's up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Don't go there if you're sensitive because (laughs) it's booming. There's all kinds of lines to get in. Now listen to the opposite of this. And if you go there, they they, they insult people.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what? It's so needed. And I think though, well, and this always happens is that When there is such um, a ridiculous uproar, uprage against something like comedian and comedy, comedy is meant there to uplift us so that we don't take ourselves so seriously. And if you're taking comedy seriously, you're likely the problem. And what I'm seeing is that there are a lot of comedians that are starting to gain quite a bit of traction for going against the grain and not succumbing to the... The, what do you what's it what's it called the the cancel
1: culture so <laughs> oh yeah yeah well and look at where saturn was so being yes. innovative and laughing at what the current events are can be aquarius and leo is about the jester and laughing and the royalty you know and, and you know back in the royal days they had a feast and they had a jester and they had dancers and they had the juggler you know they had you know they had they had all these things when the king and queen sat and had the party you know it was like everybody wanted to have Let's have a party. Let's have a good time, whether they drink or eat or whatever. And they wanted to have joviality and laughter. Mm-hmm. So now that Saturn is going out of out of Aquarius, then the Leo comedians and the avant-garde Aquarians can finally say, you know what? Kiss my ass. Don't come in and buy a <laughs> ticket. I'm going to go do my comedy. Now they'll be exactly. able. To, it, you watch. That'll all solve now. And mm-hmm. there will be comedians. There will be comedians that end up being fantastically popular because Saturn. Is going to give the gift of going out of Aquarius and opposing Leo. Yes. And now it's going to be more to do about environment and our spirituality. But the next thing we'll see is the expose of cults and people trying to hypnotize and throw the psychosis of fear onto people. Now that's going to be coming out and and, and there'll be some religious people, air quotes, Oh yeah. If and, and, and and light workers and gurus and channelers that are going to get busted too.
0: Oh yeah. If you're not, if you're not on the up and up, you're going to get exposed
1: in the next two and and a half years for sure. And I'm grateful to the planets to do that. I'm grateful Mm -hmm. that this Mm -hmm. cycle is here. So just keep to finish up, find the Virgo and the Pisces in your chart. Find that, find that because that's the areas that the Virgo and the Pisces plus and minuses energies want to help us finally heal it. So when we feel it, it's not. It's not debilitating anymore. hmm. hmm.
0: Well, this has been extremely uh very f- filled with so much to learn from. Very enlightening. Thank you, honey. Thank, thank you, you so much for bringing your your passion, your love, your your snarkiness, your <laughs> my, my, my mystical sarcasm. <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing it all. I know the audience loves it, and, and I love um, them. Of course, you know, if any one of you would like to book a session with Mary, uh, you I'm leaving all the links down below. But, of course, Mary, go ahead and let everyone know where they can
1: find you. Thank you, Nicole, for your classiness. As, as I say to people, whoever I appear with on a podcast or any media thing, there is no competition. I want everybody to win. The audience, the host, the venue, everything. So you can, on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, it's Cosmic Conditions. Um, you can hear me at Every New Moon on lighting the void that's at every new moon and then my website my website is mary m-a-r-y Ducina, d is in divine u s is in spirit i n is in now a perfect
0: and to everyone out there if you enjoyed the episode please share this one with all of your friends and family there's a lot of wisdom in here especially about the saturn transit going into pisces And if you haven't already, please leave me a review on Spotify or Apple. It'll greatly help the podcast and help us reach more people. And with Saturn going into Pisces, this is where a lot of that spiritual wisdom comes into practice. So there's no better time than people really kind of getting this information than now. So thank you so much for your love, your support. I love you guys. And we'll be back next time with Mary in a month for the full moon in Libra. Guys, I we'll love you. About have, love, incredible, <laughs> have an incredible <laughs> evening. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe, and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.